0: Hey, vulnerable Scientist podcast listener, thank you for keeping in touch with this um, mini series (laughs) of three episodes um, from Milka's uh, story. So on this episode, we're going to talk about the highs after talking about the lows and the introduction in the previous episodes. And I'm hoping that you just go back and uh, listen to them if you've not listened to them and if you've listened to them congratulations you've got into the third episode um, of this series and I hope you enjoy it and give us feedback on what you think and also rate these podcasts on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and any other platform that has a rating button so that other people who might be interested in this content can be able to get that kind of content.
1: So, my highs. Let's start, you know, just joining, being able to join Kenyatta University, that was a big thing for me. Um, And then, then... Because I wanted, I really wanted to study biochemistry. I was one of those <laughs> who are not many in my class who knew they wanted to do biochemistry before wow. we joined. Yes, I was one of those.
0: <laughs> because <laughs> I, I have loved. never met someone like you. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: I, I, I just
1: loved it. <laughs> I, I knew about it from my high school. How? As in? <laughs> I know. So I loved science, uh except physics. <laughs> and I loved yeah. so I loved when you eliminate physics, I had biology and chemistry, and chemistry. right? Chemistry. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I was good in them. And and for me biology was so almost natural. I loved, I loved biology. And then we went for this career day. You know, when you get to form four or was it form three, they start taking you to these career days where universities and other institutes would come to show what is available, what courses you can take. And there was this booth and they had a list of courses and they had biochemistry there. And to me, it was like light bulb moment because It was just the two things that I would want to continue with after I finished school. And so I knew from that moment, this is what I want to do. They explained a bit about it and, uh, you know, like being able to solve. uh I remember she said something to do with human health problems based on by understanding the biology uh, of the body and the chemistry that, uh, you know, that is also in the body and the chemistry outside the body. And I was like, yeah, that sounds amazing. So wow. when I have filled in the courses biochemistry was right there. I almost lost that chance. I'm not going to go into that that's another podcast um, okay. but yes, I got into the biochemistry program at KU and I, I really had a great time learning in KU so that was one of the my, my highest points uh, and then they you know we started learning about all the channels that biochemistry could lead because it's a very broad field yeah. and then now, yeah, I know, and that was a very confusing time, right? Because you're like, okay, do I know to do I go to pharmacology? Do I go to livestock <laughs> research? I didn't even know about livestock research that well at that time. What do I? Which where do I go? I could end up anywhere. I could go, end up in. I did intern internship at Cabs and you know government chemist standards, and I loved it. But is that what I will end up? I don't know. So. Lots of questions there and then uh so that it was a high but that's just like one of the, the the points that it led just questions uh the second high was now the the you know being able to graduate with my master's and finding this opportunity at ilry uh, becker and while there, it was an international institute. And so I got to meet people from other places in here, especially Africa, because the program was bringing in students from all over Africa, East and Central Africa to to learn. And I got to meet them and know why. Why are they doing research? And everyone had a story. Everyone was working on something. All of it connected to agricultural production and improving that in their farm in their countries and everything every story was unique and i could see that they had unique solutions and some of them similar so i think that's what intrigued me this joint uh, dream of improving our agricultural production in africa and how we are faced with different challenges uh, but sometimes we can share the same solutions or use the same uh, concepts to solve the problems differently That was a very high point. That ABCF program was amazing. Um, After that, it was the job that I got after the internships. IITA itself was very good because it's the first time I had. So, when I was at Becca, I I had my first international travel to a conference in Italy. I love traveling, as a side note. I love traveling. I had dreamt about it, I didn't know how it would happen. Um, And I remember one time. Research happens. Wow. I know. I'm so happy it led to that. Um, I remember one time being at Ilri and people talking about the ex- travel experience and being seated there and wondering, oh God, how will I ever? And they asked me, so where have you gone? I was like, nowhere. <laughs> I've just been around. <laughs> and then I, you know, I remember this girl, she was from Cameroon. She was like, Milka, if you're in research, it will happen. And you know, that feeling was like, oh. Okay, I guess so. And then he did uh, through that fellowship at Becca And then after that, I also traveled. I got to go to another conference in Cape Town. Then when I got to IITA uh, for the internship, my mentor, his name is Trusha Shah. He's an amazing mentor. He had an opportunity to travel and go do something here in the U.S. Uh, for a meeting. But he had been training me and he was like, you know what? I think you should go and you because i believe you will learn a lot from this opportunity and so he did that for me and uh, and that led to a big network connecting with a big network that i still work with to date so that was um, amazing so um, mentorship has also been very good for me like a good mentor will will help you so much um, Let's give a shout out to like. good supervisors that you've been Yes, so I, I have been blessed <laughs> with amazing mentors. I, I thank God for them uh, So I, I, wow. Trisha was one of them and Naftali also works at uh, Ilri yeah. and um, and there's another one called Makwa Malwa who was my MSc and then Esther who is uh, a professor in, in, at the University of Nairobi. So uh, now I'm going to feel Kanduma. <laughs> Why did I bri- her name is Dr. Dr. Esther Kanduma. I know, embarrassed. That me. happens. It's okay. <laughs> and there's also Pierre who is also Dr. Pierre Ongugi who is at Ku. He's, he's a really amazing mentor. So amazing! Thanks so for then, mentioning those names.
0: It's yes, important to hear the people who are influencing yes. people in a positive
1: way. Okay, that's true. That's true.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so after Trusha, um, I, uh, you know, the, the internship was ending, but he introduced me to another scientist called Dr. Mike Olsen. He was working at SealMeet. And so Dr. Mike Olsen is the one who, he was also part of the internship, but behind the scenes. And so mm-hmm. <laughs> he, he connected me with another mentor. Um, called Dr. Engwa Um and Eng is the one who gave me the data uh, data consultant position after the internship and that was it, it took me at Icrisat exactly and the, while I was working there I, I was working for uh, like Dr. Eng and Dr. Damaris Odeni they were the main people that I was working with and they really you? really meant it, sorry?
0: Sorry,
1: uh, you. I cut you off when you are saying it took you something. And um, I was saying that, and now I forgot that point. But
0: <laughs> I, <laughs> sorry, I, I'm the worst.
1: <laughs> no worries. Um, but yeah, Doctor Eng and Doctor Damaris Odeni She works at ICRISAT. She's a scientist there. They were very good mentors, me and Doctor Michaelson, and so this position was still the it still is the highest point in my research because it was uh, a collaborative project and so i needed to travel my job was actually to travel to different places in the world meet breeding programs wow. that work there on different Ooh. crops see their research see what they're doing try to help them with the solutions i had to offer for data analysis and genomics and this was amazing because first it, it helped me fulfill a dream that I wanted, which was to travel. So I was able to go to so many countries and, and also to learn, like just learn about culture, understand why they're using certain solutions, why, and learn about different crops and how you work with different crops to improve them and how they transform their lives there in those countries. And that was like mind blowing to me, Sarah. It was amazing still the highest point and I networked so much and I had amazing mentorships my mentors allowed me to have access to these opportunities and like they they gave their all and they you know they guided me through the process of growth so I shout out to them big time Um, well um yeah I had
0: mentioned before that mm-hmm. at the, the, time, the, the time that you're job searching you just had to get a bioinformatics based position mm-hmm. because of a few opportunities would you like to talk about that and transitioning to get, um, getting an opportunity that made that you was like travel that. the world because of this bioinformatics
1: skill uh, it's tricky <laughs> to talk about this <laughs> I love I love the way you've done that <laughs> because uh, Sarah, the truth is I could never have seen the connection Um, when I was uh, when I was studying biochemistry um, I couldn't have seen that connection I'll tell you that bioinformatics and I I just was passionate about it I I had an interest in computer programming which I also did a a certificate course on that in Nibs College why, why did you do that? Because I couldn't, well, I, I couldn't afford to go for a bioinformatics pro master's program. So what my advisor, Dr. Makwa Malwa and another one who has passed on, his name is Joseph Makumi, the late. They told me, you know what you can do because you can do your master's in biochemistry and then you do another course in computer programming and then you look for a scientific problem that you can solve by combining these two skills and then you will be learning a, a, like a genomics one so then it becomes bioinformatics yeah, <laughs> and that's yeah. how it happened so mine was like a cocktail of courses that and research to become to have that expertise but the job search thing so I was also looking for purely bioinformatics jobs, right? Like something that says bioinformatics lecturer, bioinformatics needed. But here's what I learned, and I would like to pass this on, especially to people working who are interested in computer computational biology or bioinformatics, is most people, in my experience, and even in this job I ended up doing, it's that people didn't know that what they needed was bioinformatics purely. And it's that the problems that they had, maybe with data analysis or we, they want to sequence uh, and they don't know how to handle the data, or whether they, they, the kind of sequencing they will do will the data will, they will get whether it will be uh, it will answer the questions they have, they, It's that they, one, either they don't have funding to have a full position for bioinformaticians to come and do that. Maybe it's something temporary that they need for a project, to do this part that needs these skills. And so, it, in that case, it really helps if you reach out in, the, in your emails in a different way. You reach out not looking for a permanent or a proper informatic uh, position, but proposing that you have these skills, and therefore, if they have a problem or a gap that can be addressed with these skills, you are okay with coming to work, even if it's not a full-time position whatever is available especially and this is especially important in an area where there's just you know job finding jobs is a problem so you could propose that because you have skills the way I, I see it is that if i have skills i can come in and contribute and i also have to understand that it doesn't mean that you need these skills forever as a company or as an institute Maybe it's a, and in research, research are usually like you have a problem, so you work on it for a certain period, right? It can be long or short. So, for me, it was that that you propose to come and provide these services, provide these skills, um, and understanding that maybe the employer doesn't have funding or doesn't need. To have, uh, to set up a whole bioinformatic position because maybe that's not something that will warrant a whole, uh, that kind of position. Maybe they just need it temporarily. Mm -hmm. Okay. That was, for my story, that was a big thing in terms of employment. And the other thing is, honestly, faith. I didn't know that it would connect to that job. I would be lying if I said I even knew that I would switch to crops and that the skills I learned on while working on livestock genomics and proteomics, um, that they would, you know, be translational, like I, I could use them in crops the way I do now. And I have expanded my knowledge in crop, but I still use some of these skills that I learned. It's also knowing that it doesn't go to waste. And for me, I prayed for God to give me opportunities that will help me to use what I learned, and He did. Yeah. So I, it's it's tricky. That's why I, I sighed because I did when I was doing it in KU and struggling and applying, I didn't know Sarah. I didn't know that it would connect to this. So there's a lot of faith and grace along the way. But there's also a lot of lessons that I'm happy to share like that one. Like I was applying for bioinformatics. And then you find there are like five positions. And there's like, I don't Mm -hmm. know how many of us who have those skills. But if you change and you start seeing, when I changed and I, you know, when I, when I, this helped me to learn that I can be a problem solver. And that's, that's the thing and use the skills for bioinformatics and it doesn't have to be a permanent position so I actually worked as a consultant Sarah I, the position I got that job I was a consultant they could, could have been one. good yes I was a consultant uh, yeah. yes I worked as a consultant it does give you flexibility in a certain way um yeah and and after i'm happy because after i left that position my consultancy was turned to an actual position because now they they saw that it there makes... was a a need right and more people were more would now there was need to invest in it and make it a a permanent position so there are those things i saw even for myself when i was looking for a job that i i wasn't aware of or i didn't Acknowledge as as much that sometimes people need to to see the need for what you are offering. And it's a process. Mm. Yeah. 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 So last, if I have time, I can give one more (laughs) hi. There's more, there's a lot of time. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> with
0: with your, you know, with your, it's it's the content that really matters to me. It's not yes, yes. It's not the yeah. time. I, I don't like when people limit what people can say because people mm. have a lot of knowledge from their experiences, uh, mm-hmm. their own personal experiences, and it might help someone to do the same thing or something similar.
1: So yeah. feel free, feel free to say as much okay. as you can. All right, thank you. So another high was to get this position in Sweden um, with a very good mentor. His name is Dr. Patrick Stolt, um, and he saw what I was working on with Ecrisat. And at that time, the funding—see this thing—the funding was yeah, ending funding again.
0: Issue.
1: <laughs> funding issue. And you know, he offered me that position. He also knew that I was looking for a PhD, and so they open up the opportunity that I can go work for them while i study and so it was like this um this really amazing opportunity if it went through the way it, we planted, we planned it right um i would be having a phd and i'm working at the same time i'm gaining knowledge and skills and experience working uh, in a different environment there and that was amazing and i got to go live in that country uh meet very nice people uh like especially the kenyan community there is is so these are the other things you know people who come in and you don't know them they are strangers and just the spirit of kenyans helping and loving each other and it's always something i always like to highlight like you come to even here where i am you you come to a, a place where you don't know people could be a complete stranger but the moment they see that band on your hand or they know that you're from home they really wow. don't take care of you and i've been blessed to have friends like joan um you know who they, they just made me feel at home and i also made some good swedish uh, friends while i was there learned a lot about their culture um you know, it was it was good, and I was able to take care of my family while I was there. So I I thank God for that, um, for those opportunities. And in terms of research, again, it, it was just building the network. It, it just kept expanding. Now I I know I had networks from there that I didn't have. So there is that. Um, yeah. <laughs> so that was another high. I've just I've just saying
0: that. Mm-hmm. That um, the band thing, the Kenyan flag band. Mm-hmm. I was I, I started imagining like you. I didn't see that significance of that band until you said this. Yeah,
1: yeah. There is a lot that unfortunately we look at right now in in our society, and it's not working right, right. And sometimes you feel like you want to take off your band, um, but there is a lot more good that is there in Kenyans. Um, that that you see especially when you are away from home uh, and you meet them one of my closest friends is we actually met that way in church like in sweden i was sitting and then she comes sits next to me on the pew and then i see the band (laughs) we start talking now she's one of my closest friends her name is annette (laughs) Wow! and just like that and you know Mm? Mm -hmm. and just like that yeah there's there's nothing more it's just like the moment she saw me after church we talked and you know she was now helping me to know where do you find this where do you do this how do we connecting me to more friends and you know now you start feeling because it's it feels uh it's not easy being in a foreign land And now, you know, you start finding your people. (laughs) And it's not to say that the other people who are there are not nice to you or anything, but you still will miss your people. So it's always that special. There's that special feeling of hanging out with people from home. uh, And and they, they take care of you. There's nothing wrong with finding your own. Like, if you
0: see someone mm-hmm. who looks like you or who talks like yeah. you, even in, even among Kenyans, people connect easily when they have certain things that are common. Exactly. And mm-hmm. even when you talk about tribe, it's not necessarily like people want to hang out with the people who are from their yeah, tribe. It's just right. that yeah. people connect easily when someone mm-hmm. can relate to them in certain ways perspectives for so for you like Mm. it's a foreign country the thing that connects you is that
1: Mm. kenyan yeah you know thing yeah there's nothing wrong with that it's It's something special it's something special yeah and it's something Mm. you mean i I joke with my sister all the time about this like just sometimes you just want to speak swahili and (laughs) (laughs) speak swahili (laughs) you know are the small things that you don't even think about when you're home, and then yeah. like when you're here, you, I joke that I use my brain like over my brain is on overdrive because I'm speaking English all the time, and I just want <laughs> to speak.
0: You just reminded me of this joke that I saw on someone's status. Um, imagine mm-hmm. it! Imagine coming home to Badondo when you've been speaking English the whole day.
1: Ah, Aki. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs>
0: That's funny. You've been speaking English and then you come home to Madondo. <laughs> you need some I, mean, I want to come home hurt. to
1: Madondo right now. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. But anyway, so that was that's something to highlight in in Sweden, like the Kenyan community and the the fact that I met Swedish people, people from other people from there. And they were amazing. And but to see uh, Kenyans come through, uh, um, strangers really come through for you just because of of this connection we have was, was something that made me appreciate the spirit of Kenyans. And I have continuously enjoyed that uh, Even now where I am So the other high was finding this uh, Getting this PhD opportunity To be honest with you sir, I never used to like coming to the US um, hmm. Yeah When I was applying for PhDs There's one place I wasn't applying And that was this place Wow <laughs>
0: yeah, <I wasn't laughs> And that's applying. where you landed
1: That's where I landed So <laughs> um, Yeah so finding this and coming here and, and just being part of um, another thing, mentors, like I, I can't say it enough times, you know, mentors are finding a very good mentor um, and not just them and even having still the mentorship from these other people, these places I'm, I left. Like those people, we still talk, you know, they still come in and I, I get stuck on issues and I talk to them and they, they give me good advice or they point me to someone who can or another, a, a good resource where I can find the information I seek. And also finding those people here, a good mentor here as well. They've been very good networking with, with other people that I haven't, you know, met before. And again, coming, Kenyans coming through. When I came here Pauline ah sorry I'm calling you Pauline because I'm about to talk about Pauline. I when I came here you know there's a I found blankets waiting for me and I found pots waiting for me from ladies mm-hmm. that I had not met who had uh, had yeah. this a Kenyan student who is coming you know and they and just they can start preparing. to someone new coming in yeah that's it they just need to hear there's a kenyan student coming and they start preparing can you can you imagine that like it's so amazing um and and i keep appreciating the spirit of kenyans in that way we are we are we are we are really unique in that sense and i know that there are times we've we've had you know bad moments amongst ourselves but this is what i keep reminding myself of this just this this about kenyans is unique Yeah, mm. so that yeah, funny. that was my yeah, <laughs> especially when you see us doing so many other things, like just being reminded of this. I think this is what we need to keep because, if in order to also like get the kind of future society we want to, we have to remember what is good about us because that's what those are the things we want to keep right in our yeah, in our future societies and just keep. Pushing, keep pushing for this. Keep doing it. Keep passing it on, um, so that when now when there's a student who comes here, I know what to do, right? <laughs> because yeah. I know what has been done for me. Okay, for so you, just yeah. passing on these good things because I think those are the ones that we need to keep in our future society.